Welcome to The Abundant Life with your host, me, Brandon Kelly. Greetings and happy Thursday if you're listening to this the day it was released It's episode 20 of The Abundant Life. I'm your host, Brandon Kelly, and I'm excited to jump into the book of John once again for the 20th time as we are walking through nice and slowly through the book of John. I hope you've been enjoying it, and uh, I have, so I hope you have too. One thing that happens oftentimes within the church world is, and, and, and we don't mean to do this, but a lot of times we end up elevating the teacher rather than elevating the originator of the message. Now, this isn't a new phenomenon. This, in fact, happened with Jesus. And what we're going to see today in the passage we're going to be looking at is a few things, but people marveled at what Jesus was saying when he was teaching them. And what he did was something that you might not expect coming from the Son of God, God himself in the flesh, is that he gave his Father the credit. And so I wonder if when we are in church and we hear a good message, I wonder what it would look like if we walked away not thinking so much great message, which we can give our preacher encouragement for sure, and as someone who does that, definitely appreciate the encouragement. However, One thing I wonder, I wonder what it would look like if when we heard a message and it, and it impacted our mind, it impacted our heart, maybe we walked away convicted. I wonder what it would look like if we gave God glory for the message he gave to us through whoever was presenting it. I wonder how much that would change the way we think about God working in our lives. The passage we're going to be looking at comes from John chapter 7, and we're going to be looking at verses 14 through 31. And I want us to think about that, but there's some other things as well. But just as we get started, just just consider that. What would it look like if we gave God glory in light of a message that we hear? And what if we saw God working through a sermon as God actually working in our lives? I think it would change some things. Let's jump in. John chapter 7, starting in verse 14, this is what God's Word says. By the way, if you don't have a Bible with you, you can get him, uh, get the the passage on in the show notes at brandonkelly.org. This is what it says. About the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple. By the way, uh, if you go back to episode 19, you'll see that Jesus snuck into the Feast of Booths and uh, because people were trying to kill him in Jerusalem. And so he snuck in, and, and now he does something very interesting for a guy who's sneaking around. <laughs> Verse 14, About the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began teaching. The Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, He will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. 
The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon who is seeking to kill you. And Jesus answered them, I did, I did one work, and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers, and you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because of on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is, is not this man... The man is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is, speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from, and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, You know me, and you know where I come from. But I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, When the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? Could it be that Jesus truly is the Christ? All right, let's, let's break this down a little bit. I want to look at a few different uh, just sections of this passage and just uh, identify some things that we can take with us, walk away, and uh, have an abundant life in this day right now. Verses 14 through 18, I wanted to highlight these again. About the middle of the feast, Jesus went, in, went up into the temple and began teaching. Not something a guy who would be sneaking around would probably do, but Jesus knows what he's doing. The Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? This guy's never went to school. So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him... There is no falsehood. You see, Jesus sought to give glory to God in all that he did. When people marveled at his teaching, he elevated their perspective, not to his teaching, and look at me, look how great I am, but to God. And this is a tension that uh, preachers live in. I, I, you need to know that uh, the guy who, or the gal who brings the message on a Sunday morning deals with this. They deal with wanting to have some encouragement. At least I do. I'll just speak for myself. You know, encouragement is nice. I like it. Good job, preacher. Okay, thank you. But there's a tension that every time someone says good job that I live in, and I'll just keep it on me because I don't want to speak for other people, but there's a, there's a tension that I live in because I want people to give God glory but I also don't want to uh, make them feel bad for saying good job. But when people marveled at Jesus, what he was saying, he elevated their perspective to 
God the Father. And that is what I seek to do as well. It was all God anyway. But you see, it it speaks to our perspective as human beings when we hear some teaching that actually convicts us and, and it makes some sense and it wrestles around with our heart and it messes with our conscience and in a good way that we end up pointing ourselves, pointing our perspective to the person delivering the message rather than the one who actually gave the message, God. And I think it speaks to our limited perspective. Earlier this week, I talked about the one question that will change your today and propel your tomorrow. And the question I talked about is this. What will happen beyond my life because of my life? What will happen beyond my life because of my life? In other words, how much did I set my minds on the things of God rather than the things of man? How much did I set my mind on eternity rather than on the here and now limited perspective that I have on my life? And so I think when we are in church, and I think this will actually change the way we see God working in our lives, is that when we are in church and we hear a message and it, and it speaks to, our, to the depths of our being, that instead of seeing that as a good message by some person, we can see it as God actually working and moving in our lives. And I think that just may change everything for us. Because if you ever walk through life, if you ever think to yourself, God is not involved in my life, he does not care, then you are missing a vital part in your story, a vital part in your week. If you are a regular church attender, which I hope you are, God's word says, do not forsake the gathering for the the assembly like some are in the habit of doing. Community is important. So if you are making the regular thing to go into uh, a church gathering and hearing the and, and hearing God's word preached, then you should see that as God working in your life, not just simply something that's happening. And hopefully, it entertain, entertained you. It should change everything for for you. I hope. Verses nineteen through twenty. I thought this was interesting. Has not Moses given you the law? This is Jesus talking. Yet none of you keeps the law. So why do you seek to kill me? And the crowd answered, you have a demon who is seeking to kill you. That's kind of how I envisioned them answer, asking that question because they, they were marveling at what he was saying. You, you have a demon, man. No one's trying to kill you. Are you crazy? In other words, let's move on. Verses 21 and 24. Jesus answered them, I did, not, I did one work and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. In other words, people were upset because Jesus was working on the Sabbath. He was healing people on the Sabbath. But what he's saying is that, you know what, I was just maybe doing a little bit better job of honoring God's will than you were. So why are you upset with me? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. I think that's something we can take to the bank and uh, deposit in our life account in this day and probably in any day in history. Don't judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Martin Luther King Jr., I believe, and this is a paraphrase, said, I I dream of a day where my children can be judged not by the skin, the, the color of their skin, but by their character. 
And I think that's true. I think that's something we all need to take hold of because in a world so divided among race, among socioeconomic status, we need to realize that there is more to the person than the label in which we've given them. Yeah. There is more to the person than the label in which we've given them because labels limit and labels make it, uh, make it so that we're comfortable with, with uh, leaving them as the stereotype in which we see them as instead of actually doing the hard work and getting to know who they are and how they are. Moving on, verses 25 to 31. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, is not this man, the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is speaking openly and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? Could it be that they actually know? That's an interesting question. I think maybe they deep, deep down actually did know. But we know where this man comes from, and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, You know me, and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, When the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? I know him, for I have come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him. You see, Jesus was just speaking the truth, and yet they did not like that because they saw it as blasphemy. It's interesting. They expected the Messiah to come, the Christ. And yet, when the man who says he is the Christ, and I know that there were other people who were doing this, but the man who was doing it and actually backing it up with signs and miracles, when he actually said, yeah, I'm from God, I'm from the Father, I know him, much more than you do. What Was there any doubt in their minds that maybe this guy was actually telling the truth? I'm sure there was. Here's, here's what I want to end us in our time with today. I want to just ask you a question and then give you something that you can take an action on. What would it look like if we all sought to be in God's will every single day? Imagine what that would be like. Imagine, oh, how that would feel to know that we're in God's will. I think it would be a, a worthwhile pursuit, for sure. But what is, what is God's will? You can see throughout Scripture that God wants us to give him glory. Not, not just with our actions, but with our mouths and with, with, our, with our minds, with our, how we think. Because what Jesus did is when people looked at him, he gave glory to God. He gave glory to the Father. And so what we can do today is believe Jesus and give the Father glory. For the message of the cross is for those who are perishing, it is foolishness. But for those who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the gift of God. It is the glory of God. And so as we think about who Jesus is and what he did in the end, dying for our sins, raising to life on the third day, defeating death, giving us the opportunity to have life and life to the fullest, life abundantly. May we believe Jesus with our whole hearts and give God glory in every moment we have on this earth. Thanks again for joining me on episode 20 of The Abundant Life. I hope it's been a blessing. I hope it's been encouraging to you. If it has, would you do me a favor and go on to iTunes or Stitcher, leave a rating, a review, and subscribe. It will help this podcast get in front of more people 
and help more people live abundantly in Jesus Christ. Again, you can catch all the show notes at brandonkelly.org. You can also subscribe there, and I've got an awesome daily devotional for you there. It's got four sessions of audio and daily prompts that will help you get to know who God is in a deeper way. Have an awesome week. Talk to you soon.